What's going on? My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. We're on episode 36. I uh, can't believe we're on episode 36 here, okay? Can, cannot <laughs> believe it at all. Um, Want to give a big shout out to all the fans, all the supporters out there, all my subscribers on my YouTube channel. Pretty cool. We're almost up to 11,000. Heck yeah. Um, tell everybody, best YouTube channel in the game. We all know this. I uh, want to also give a big shout out to our title sponsor, Beamer Therapy. Uh, make sure to go over to my website, uh, click on the sponsor tab, and check out Beamer today. If you want to live until you're about 120, get your ass on a Beamer. It's a Beamer guarantee. Okay, right? it's a Beamer guarantee, <laughs> Long, happy life. Um, great for sleep, great for mental clarity, uh, great for recovery, pushes out inflammation. I've been using Beamer for about four years now, and I'm a true believer K-Mac, you know, uh, even though he's got a bad shoulder, he has not quite uh, jumped on the Beamer, but maybe I should give him one. Well, you have about, what, five I, of these I, I got like three now. or four here, sure, I know, right? Sure, I don't sure, need them all. Sure the love. Banks is on one, <laughs> Max on one, Tucker's on one. <laughs> Let's get the whole family set up. Dog, get him, baby. Get them young. Get them young. Extend <laughs> that life out. I love it. Um, but appreciate... Uh, uh, Appreciate everybody there at Beamer Therapy. They've been great to me, and um, and it's been a great partnership. Things we're going to be talking about today is St. George. I know it's a little late. I've just been uh, uh, grinding the last two weeks, um, but we're going to catch up on St. George. Debuted my Skechers shoes, Asian Pickleball Open, U.S. Open, new gear. Got some new lifestyle gear, APP Camden, and then some boiler room stuff. Yeah, just got back, uh, was on the road for two weeks, played St. George, and then uh, was the host of the Asian Open. Um, it was so hot in Phuket. <laughs> it was beautiful, but uh, it was brutally hot. Um, but yeah, been been home for a couple days. Uh, wasn't supposed to come home, but thought I would surprise the family and surprise my wife. So uh, yeah, it's been nice being home for a couple days. I uh, got some EM sculpt in. Got to put that time in. Happy wife, happy wife. You know, wife, it's necessary. Yep. If we're locked in and dialed, not too much can go wrong. It is funny though. You know? Like, like it's you know when family life is good, how much that permeates into like every other aspect of life, right? If that's good, like everything else just goes smoother. No, it's just business competition. Work it from the inside out. No, you know, it's very true. Um, so yeah, been home for a couple of days. Uh, got a little session in with KMAC this morning. Got this guy playing singles. You know, come on. You know, I came out of my my couple month singles retirement there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, dicey early. <laughs> it was dicey early, but he definitely <laughs> caught fire. Found the forehand. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Started I, I, dipping that backhand cross. Pushed you a little bit. You know, somebody's got to try to get you yeah. get you ready for the. Something US that Open. we both noticed is that the Franklin ball enhances our weaker side. Yep. <laughs> the for Franklin sure. ball enhances no, my back sure. end. It for definitely sure. enhances his back end. Yeah, you can come up with more. And then just like we talked about, I mean, especially myself, you know, I don't have the lateral movement you do. I'm not as, as good a shape. So keeping the points shorter but not playing wild yeah. is kind of a fine line to, to balance. So I think that latest thing with singles is like looking to hit your spot but move forward right away. For sure. And even if you lose the point, um, you cut down angles, you shrink the size of the court for your opponents. So when I was able to do that was the best way to make you feel a little bit of pressure yeah. you know, as, it, as it got going a little bit. Little little story I'm going to tell is uh, I was playing J-Dub in Las Vegas uh, last year. It was yep. like the year-end year -end championships yeah, and I was getting my ass kicked for a game and a half. And this guy was playing out of his freaking head and Kai was in the stands and... And I was uh, driving thirds. I was not coming in. And I was trying to pass him just by, you know, driving and watching. And, and that, is, uh, that is not going to make him feel pressure. So took a little time out, spoke to this man in front of me here. And uh, he had mentioned that maybe I should follow my drive up and get in his vision a little bit. And uh, for all you singles junkies out there, um, something I did was I, I started driving and closing in. J-Dub started making unforced errors with his volleys. Um, and then he started floating volleys. I was able to come in and crash. So, um, yeah, there is plenty of benefit behind. Uh, if you're not able to drive and pass uh, at the baseline, look to maybe take a little off on your drive. Uh, be explosive out of your first step. Get your weight going forward. Crash in transition. Get in their vision. And uh, anyhow, I ended up winning game two, won game three. Come on. Boom. Got boom. the job done. But it was all due to plan B 
with, uh, yeah, just taking a little off on the drive, uh, being a bit more selective with my placement, and then just crashing like a madman and getting J-Dub or, you know, getting your opponents looking at things they don't have control of. Well, that's what I think a lot of people don't really realize with singles. And maybe if the, the skill level is quite lopsided, there doesn't need to be a lot of strategy there, right? You know, bang your serve, pass them on the first ball. But as you play against the top 10 people where the, the levels are a lot closer, there's the a lot of strategy. Lot There's a lot of strategy within it, you know? Yeah. So it's not just drive or drop, but within the drive, you can drive and crash. You yeah. can drive to this location. You can drive and stay back. So there's a lot of different ways to tweak the game sure. when you get into the highest levels. And I think as it's showcased more, I think people will start to appreciate that a little bit more. Yeah. How do you disrupt the volleyer, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, and, uh, and it's easy to be a good guesser. It's tougher to be a good guesser when they're crashing. You know what sure. I mean? It's yeah. true. You get, yeah. you get looking at you get looking at your opponent as they come in and crash. Same thing, you know, in uh, dubs. Like you leave a short return, they bang their third and, and they come in and they're coming in and like you hear them coming in. Right. You know, there's a, there's a lot of times where they're just missing that fourth because uh, because of some added activity in front of them. Yeah, I mean, when you feel that presence, it changes your shot, right? The standard shot that you want to go for, you feel that in. Sometimes you want to block it. Sometimes you want to angle it off, and right. it's tough to do that in a split second. No, you know? no, it is, it is. And as we see at the pro level, I mean, there's so much benefit behind driving and crashing and getting in. And there's been teams this year that that have beat Jay and I. You know, like a top five team at the highest level just by being willing to, uh, you know, crash off of that drive and get in our vision and force us to either pop a volley up or, or dump a volley. Um, and I would say, you know, if you think about even, even your year with Riley, when you guys had losses that weren't to like the top two, three teams, it was it some of that like stuff. That, yeah. There was a certain or a decent percentage yeah. of that being played. Cause True. I mean, you guys don't, didn't give away much when you got to the kitchen line. Right. Yeah. So just hitting a drop, getting there, it's like, right. well, good luck, you know, hitting 20 more quality shots to win the point. Something True. to be said for drive early, crash early against those grinding teams that are so elite at the kitchen line. You almost have to get a certain number of points in a cheaper way. It's tough to win every point in that grinding manner. Take a look at uh, mixed players that do it well. Rye does it well. Yep. I do it well. Ben yep. does it well. Yep. Matt Wright, you know, usually creates most of his offense from the kitchen yep. line. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys are not driving and crashing or not looking to capitalize off your drive, you uh, you are doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. And just even from a, from a coaching standpoint, I would say, just leading discussions at camps, I would say the drive is probably the one of the most still misunderstood shots of like how to use it. It might look exactly the same, but depending on your court positioning, depending on your opponents, maybe the drive is used completely as like a, just a way to get an easier drop. Maybe right. it's a way to shorten the point. So right. there's a lot of different ways to use that shot that I think people are still kind of getting educated about. Yeah, uh, it's a very good tip there. You can use the drive for various things. You can use it to uh, make your fifth easier by dumping a fifth, drive your third, drop your fifth. Um, you can use it with the driving crash um, or flat out. If you serve aggressive enough and your opponents are unwinding, you can just drive to the open court. Little uh, doubles winner. They don't happen often. They don't they happen feel, often. They feel great. Um, yeah, and that's, that's something I've been trying to implement more in, in uh, mixed. I feel like there's a, a good portion of my offense is from the uh, baseline. And so, um, yeah, if I see my opponents unwinding, uh, unwinding means stacking. I will purposely serve out wide, try to pull them out wide, and then maybe either, yeah, drive middle you know, as they're, as they're crossing or drive to the open court. Yeah. Um, no, makes sense. And I've never, and I'm trying to, I'm changing a little bit on this, but traditionally people that like were asking about serves and they're like, Oh, how many different serves do you need? And they love variety. They've got the cutter. They've got this, <laughs> right. that. And it, traditionally I've never loved variety just because a big aggressive deep serve normally gets the job done. But there's something to, said short angle. to add the short angle serve in True. something that I could definitely add into my game for mix. Like you're yeah. talking about when the team, you know, when they have to cover that diagonal running path to make that a little further over, right. definitely a great shot in your arsenal for mix, that, that little short angle serve. Yeah, I like the idea too of, uh, uh, and I heard this I heard this from uh, BJ, but driving uh, late in games, you know, if it's seven all, eight all, nine yep. all, uh, everybody's a little tight. Yep. Uh, yep. Nothing wrong with use, using the drive, driving middle, uh, dink in middle, but making them fight over that stuff, making them, you know, talk on middle balls, and uh, um, fight on middle balls. Yeah, a little, uh, little aggression goes a long way. It does, it does, it does. Okay, St. George uh, was a little sick on that Sunday, did not play singles. Uh, played pretty well on Thursday, though. I um, can't remember who I played early, but played uh, Hayden, who's only getting better, by the way. <laughs> He's a talented He is, man. he totally he is. is. He is. Um, 
cute kid and uh you know uh for a kid that has not gone through puberty yet he's uh <laughs> he's got a, he's got a lot of swag if you know what i mean oh, for sure. yeah it's kind of funny uh but uh he's somebody to very watch com- yeah no yeah, very, very confident and i think any athlete out there especially if you're a kid uh, if you have some swag if you have some added confidence this stuff goes a long ways you need a certain amount of and like, being young and him playing older you know older guys and playing men uh yeah if you don't if you don't believe it or if you don't uh build yourself up a little bit it's true it's it's tough to see it or it's tough to have some belief i think we a all little want, swag goes we all want that like perfectly humble person but the reality is no. is most high-end athletes you know maybe they hide it a little but you have to have a lot of self you gotta build yourself and up usually that comes out with a little bit of arrogance or delusion the, the vibe you give off like we talked Come about on. you need to have 10 percent delusion you, you do you do but anyhow hayden hayden does a very good job of that and he's uh yeah, I don't think he has a tennis background. Right, uh, and right. technically, very sound, gets good spin. He, he's got the two-hander. He can uh, drive the drive the forehand. Um, he's got a big serve as well. So. He's got a very lively arm. He does. He's got, a, he's got like, a loose, he's got a noodle arm. And he's, you know, small in stature, but he, he maximizes his power there. He so, does. Yeah. He does. Um, and uh, I would say his biggest attribute is probably his hands. Uh, anyhow, so played Hayden. And then, um, yeah, played Frank. Played pretty well against Frank. How was the scoreline with, with Hayden? Was it pretty competitive? It was tight game one. Yeah, it was okay. like eight all game one. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, you kind of separated I, I a little was, bit at that I point. Was, yeah. I was uh, going to make sure that I, that he was not going to take a game off. <laughs> Traditionally, you know I mean. like the the next gen, maybe not next gen, but the under 18 guys yeah. haven't quite, I don't know if you've had a lot of those those losses. Yeah, um, I, I think Hayden may have a little too much respect for me to, to actually believe. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. And those um, big moments. Uh, no, it's, it's tough. Right? I mean, if I was that age, it's, it's, it's tough to get over the hump and to really see that you can beat the top dogs, you know, under pressure. Um, I, think I, I think I overheard a conversation. I think you played, and maybe it was Vegas. I could be getting it wrong. But he was saying he just... Uh, watched you play somebody that was it was somewhat tight and then he just beat that person or played them tight so he was about to play you and he's like hey this is going to be close and he kind <laughs> I think of it was awesome I, right, right, yeah. okay. I think you mopped the floor with I him did, yeah, yeah and you're like there's there's levels to this game <laughs> <laughs> you know just that that veteran savvy like yeah you'll get there one day but right. you're not fully there yet at least h single. dog what's right. up man right. shout out to h dog um but yeah, I played H Dog. Uh, talk about the same draws. I mean, honestly, I've had the same draw in singles the last three three tournaments right, in a row. So Frank. comes to show that with APP and PPA and and the tours being a little diluted and not everybody's playing the same tournaments, right, it's right. it's similar draws. It's true. And honestly, like the APP's uh, singles lineup right now is probably more competitive than PPA. Deeper. It's, yeah, it's, it's deeper. deeper. It's deeper. deeper. I think. I think they pay a little better. I could be wrong, but I think they pay a little better for singles. Kenny, Kenny's a fan of singles. He, he likes does. the singles. He, he hey, likes, I'm, likes I'm right there pay, with him. Pay his boys. I'm right there with him. Singles right. is very entertaining to me. I know that it's more maybe seen as a niche thing right now, but we both expect that with the growth of the sport, singles showcases such a high level of athleticism. Yeah, for it sure. Seems like it has a place. Take a look at and, other racket sports that have made it on TV and that have really like taken off. It's it's that physicality of two guys or two right. gals right. beating themselves up on a, on a singles court, you know? So I would, I would, assume. I think the knock on it is people don't like the short points, but you know, even though it doesn't play to my game, you know, you go the Franklin ball, the U S open, we're about yeah. to, to yeah. go to, I mean, there's going to be longer points. Course, it's really yeah. going to showcase yeah. the warrior spirit yeah. and the grind, which yeah. should be very entertaining. Right. And I, I think too, with just a, a, a better athlete being developed in the next five or 10 yeah. years, yeah. It, it's going to, Singles in the next five or ten years is going to be just a touch different. I agree. Um, I agree, hundred percent. Be a bit more creative. Uh, points are going to be a little longer. Yeah, these guys are guys are world class in their fitness. They don't have to bail out, right? They can right, they right. can get back to neutral yeah. and not go for the pass and kind of balance that a little bit more. Yeah, make the points a bit more entertaining. Right. Um, yeah, and then played Frank in the semis. Played pretty well. Cool. And then, yeah, did not play on Sunday. Played uh, mixed with Lolo, my girl Lolo. Lolo's playing well. Uh, Lolo and I ended up beating uh, Nunnery and Kovalova in three and then got beat up by Johns and, um, Johns and Waters. Dropped down, played Jansen and Johns, who I've played, I can't tell you how many freaking times this year. You're meeting the same teams, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we ended up playing Jay and Jesse, and we, and we should have won that bronze medal match. We, we're at 10 all game one. I, I have a high ball and 
Uh, I like go at Jesse. She somehow flings it out of her armpit, slob over my head <laughs> no, no. for a winner. No. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the slob. 10, 10, 10, 2. We lose that point. Side out. Lose 10, 12. Win game two. And then get rolled in game three. It's actually a pretty fun matchup to watch. I feel like you guys are pretty even. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, Jesse and, and Jay have a lot of chemistry in mix. They've been pretty consistent. But I feel like you and you and Lauren are, are building on that. We are. Every we time are. you play. Yeah, um, we are. Um, Lolo does a lot of things well. Yeah, she uh, serves aggressively. I mean, we, we kind of have the same uh, mindset from the baseline. Serve aggressively, drive the third. She likes to uh, swing in transition. Yep. Uh, she's dinking better on the right, yep. as we've talked about, yep. um, you know, when she gets pulled out wide. And she's, she's adding that cut. She's adding that if slice. If she needs to, to get back to neutral. If she has time yeah, and it's in front shot. of her, she can roll it. And, like, she rolls it hard. And, and <laughs> she's one of the most biting for sure. forehand rolls. Yeah. And her roll dink is pretty similar to her roll speed up middle. Or, you know, right. she, she can go line with it, too. Um, I counters like, well, fights well, gamered like, hard. I feel like not just grinding or staying in that pattern but the ability to add just a little more pace, a little more more roll, allows you to get involved. It does, too, for right? sure. It does. You can get does. in their sights. You yep. can kind of yep. leave line at some Exactly. Times, I know dare, they're not going to burn me line. Dare them true. to go there, yep. um, getting their vision. So a good tip at home is sometimes it's not just being consistent in that cross-court pattern, right. but adding just a little heavier ball, a little more weight of shot allows your partner to help you, even if it's just like a bluff, right? Even right. if they're just dancing around as a bluff. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um Heard it from the man. <laughs> Heard it from the man. By the way, if you guys want to get K-Mac, get over to my website, TysonMcGuffin.com. Check out one of the camps he's doing. K-Mac, when's your uh, next uh, camp that you are leading? I, believe, I know you're going to be assisting I me in it's NC. Hoover. I believe it's Hoover. 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 Seven, Hoover. Who wants? Come on. Who doesn't want to go to Hoover, Alabama? Come on over to Hoover. And I've right? been there a couple of times. There's, there's a great group there's there. There's a lot of K-Mac love in Hoover. Yeah, I lo- there is. Love the area. Yeah. Um, been there a couple of times, and yeah. they're growing, getting organized. Is that yeah, and, indoors at that little hub? That is. It's a the big only, sports complex. The only setback. Yeah, that, that is. It's, it's, it's gym floor. Gym floor rap bar. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, for teaching purposes. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. It's, it's almost great. no, no, no of issue, right? I mean, of course. It, if it's a tournament, you know, it changes the element quite a bit. But for right. for instruction, I exactly. don't really think the courts matter that Controlled much. atmosphere, yeah. no not conditions. Not going to deal with any weather, no, any wind, which we've had some dicey, dicey spots with that lately. Is there a wind policy? <laughs> Is there a wind policy? <laughs> um, so you took fourth with uh, Lolo. And um, yeah, she just signed with a new company called Hakate. It's functional mushrooms. It comes in uh, comes in powder that you can put in your coffee. Uh, comes in tablet forms that you can take. Uh, anyhow, so I have no idea. Like, what is what is that supposed to do? Is it so, more recovery? Is yeah, it, like, yeah. Uh, mental clarity okay. gives you more energy. Uh, the coffee in the morning gives you a little boost. Helps okay. out with uh, helps helps with your sleep, inflammation, lactic acid. Similar to Beamer. Nice. Similar to yeah. uh, compression boots, things like that. Nice, just nice. added recovery. So, Heck like yeah. I said, I'm trying to live till I'm about 120. <laughs> but the but the story is is that in St. George, they actually showed up during practice. Uh, sent their content team from Vancouver, BC. Um, I was playing with Frank that day, and we all know how Frank likes a lot of room around the court, right? Uh, <laughs> That's how, and, he, how he performs. Yeah, best, you know, right? He's and, run. of He's course, run. of course. Uh, anyhow, so we, you know, there was like a photographer there. There's a videographer there, and they're on court, you know, taking photos and taking B-roll and stuff like that. Anyhow, Frank basically told them, he's like, hey, he's like, I, I need some room to run. He's like, can you, can you give me some space? But it was kind of funny because the photographer, like there was plenty of room off the baseline in the fence, but the photographer was on the fence, and Frank basically told him to like, if he could move over. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. And Frank, Frank, I don't know, Frank, be watching this, but he's he's one of my favorite people. All love, baby. Um, I'm in pickleball, no, but Frank's I have my guy. Seen, I have seen like some tendencies, or I don't know if he's like could be a little OCD at times, just hearing him communicate. Yeah, right. But that's right. why he's so good, right? Attention to detail, perfectionist. Exactly. Knows what he does well, knows yep. what he needs. But yeah, at times, he kind of some of those OCD qualities right. can come, come out a little bit. K-Mac and I were uh, talking this morning too. Like, talk about a guy who literally uh, puts himself in odd positions in singles and <laughs> and like will somehow like climb out of it with like a ball on the stretch or, you know what I mean? But a uh, guy is, is pure effort. And uh, works his ass off. Well, yeah, so, we were talking. Got to like, give the guy credit. Got to respect a, that you've baby. Got a certain amount of points that you play that way. Yeah, of course, match. of course. But he lives and dies that but way. But imagine, you know, getting all your points <laughs> through just effort and scrappiness. Real, yeah, right. Just you know, <laughs> squ- 
How can you not be a fan? No. Yeah, if, if you like singles at all, you're going to be a huge fan of Frank. No, you, of you have to be. Of course, be. man. And how, how old is Frank these days? Is he 35? I don't know if he's quite that old, but I, he's between probably 30, he's, 32 he's and like 35. He, he could be. So I'm, okay. I'm 36. I'm 36. I God, he's say, getting up there, man. 36? I mean, the grays. The grays are coming. Oh, yeah, right. Keep that hat Keep on. Keep the hat on. Just permanent <laughs> hat from now on. Um, I, I, would, I would guess 33, 34. Okay. I could be wrong, but um, somewhere in that range. But yeah, I think tough he's just a touch, not to touch respect that, man. Um, yeah, and Frank's Frank's my guy. Probably uh, 90% of the time when I show up tournaments, I usually get some sessions in with Frank. Um, true Warriors. Yeah, True Warriors. All right, I'm going to show you guys. I did a little did a little hike in at Zion. I mean, come on. Gorgeous. It doesn't get, yeah. doesn't get better than that. But uh, ended up... Getting in like a day early, uh, took a little trip up there. It was about uh, about an hour from St. George. Um, didn't do any major hiking. Uh, did not do Landings Peak, which is like the most uh, extreme hike that they got. Ended up just like kind of taking my car through through Zion and cruised around. And did you just fly went, solo? Solo, solo, yep. Okay, nice. Solo mission. Um, but I was it was gorgeous, man. Like the uh, layers and layers of mountains and the uh, red rock scenery. Um, yeah. Doesn't get better than that. But yeah, there's a there's a spot there. There's a brewery, bunch of good food, people all over. Then the place was packed. Um, so I would I would definitely go back and definitely a place that I would take the fan back to as For well. Sure. Definitely its own type of beauty, but definitely beautiful. I've always been partial to the Red Rock and kind of exploring. Through it's there. pretty. Yeah, I was telling my uh, videographer here that my wife and I were saying if we didn't live in Coeur d'Alene, it would either be Bend or maybe St. George. Yeah. And talk about areas that are blowing up. You know, Boise, uh, Bend, Oregon, Coeur d'Alene, Salt Lake, St. George. Uh, beautiful country, is for sure. Okay, so um, debuted my shoes. They're in St. George. Um, actually got them. Uh, got them at the hotel like two days before practice with them once and i kid you not they look sexy look they flashy. feel great uh on those legs come on now i'm just kidding <laughs> um but um no i i'm a uh i was a little iffy at first uh we had probably gone through three or four models and we were really trying to build up the outsole add some more support in the heel and the toe and uh they they turned out great uh they're super light comfortable uh, they have the Goodyear outsole. Um, and the cool thing, too, is that Skechers kind of let me run with the design, um, yes. not only with my clothing, but with the shoe. So I kind of took the design of, like, the Asics Resolution Gel. kind of has that harder mesh. Um, as you can see, it has that harder mesh going around. It's got the toe guard, mm -hmm. the heel guard. Um, and like the idea of the splash-looking outsole, kind of like that camo-looking outsole that, that ties into the whole shoe. Um, but have those guys in pink, lime green, and white, and then also have them in black, white, and gold. Which is your favorite design? Do you have a you favorite? You know, Championship Sunday, if I'm going to win, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear my goldies. I was going to um, say, I mean, I, I, this is probably my second, and a close second. Yeah, you like the golds? I like the black and gold. Yeah, yeah. I just think it looks, yeah. it looks no. classy. You have to be pretty bold to wear those. You do. Sure. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I like the 90s Even though K-Mac is wearing a pink hat. Retro. You know, every now and then you <laughs> mix it up. But, uh... Uh, yeah, there's been so much buzz about the shoes, so it's been cool. Uh, appreciate all the supporters out there, and, and there's been lots of comments on IG and uh, YouTube and Facebook and all that. So, uh, And for everybody that wants a pair, um, Skechers, has, uh, Skechers has an entry-level model, which is about $60. Bucks. Um, I helped design that shoe as well. And then the Elite level, uh, the Elite's like 120 These guys are not out yet. I'm not too sure when they're going to be pushed out, but I would assume in the next year or so. Um, and we're not quite finalized with the shoes. We're probably going to add a few more features, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, Catherine and I are actually, uh, we, we both signed together, and Skechers is making that announcement today. So Heck yeah, man. Sketchies for life. That's a big deal just for pickleball in general, like to get some bigger established names yeah. that are jumping all in and investing in some athletes. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. cool. Um, so super happy. It's one of my uh, probably higher level partnerships, and uh, yeah, happy to be on the team, and uh, I think we're going to do some cool things together and really like grow the brand worldwide. Um and maybe do some like instructional series for all the ambassadors worldwide. But um, I'm going to try to really utilize that sponsorship as much as I can. They're also going to sponsor and be the title sponsor for a PPA event in Manhattan Beach uh, this July where their headquarters is. Okay, well, wow. Pretty sweet. Well, so, um, it's a good sign. Like probably, said, good, good news for Pickle. Yep, yeah, very good news for Pickle. Um, okay.
Asian Pickleball Open. Um, it was a pain getting over there. It was a pain coming back. But I'll tell you what, uh, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of passion for pickleball over there. And Indians love Selkirk. <laughs> and they love their Invicta. And um, I uh, I got a lot of love. I'll tell you what. You got a little Michael Jordan treatment. I, right? I did. I totally did. <laughs> um, but uh, Global Pickleball, Jan Poppy did a great job. Uh, the venue was covered, so even though it was blistering hot, so humid, snakes everywhere, bugs. I mean, oh my gosh. There was a, there was a snake that was like trying to get through the fence. And it's funny, like, the lo- like I was very scared of the snake, but the locals just come over and grab it and just throw it away. <laughs> right. They're not fans. No, all, it's all good. Life, it's just right? a normal right. thing. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a fun tournament. Ended up playing with Dan Moore. Uh, Dan and I ended up winning the uh, men's doubles. The team that we played in the finals were probably like four or fives. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think I, I think I watched a little bit of that, and both of them of, looked a lot solid. of banging. Both of them looked solid. But you said one of the guys was a pretty high level top two hundred ITF. Yeah, yeah, very good. He's only he, been playing for like eight months. He looked pretty fundamentally sound. Yeah, had yeah. fast hands. Yeah, next yeah. year, next year when I go back, I would assume he's going to be a stud for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, stayed on Nyong Beach. I was so good. Uh, food was good. Locals were very appreciative. Um, different, definitely different culture over there, uh, different perspective, but, um, yeah, came home energized and fun trip. My, my first time going over there. Well, and tell, tell us a little bit about the environment. Cause like me, you know, <laughs> the warrior you are, I would have felt yeah. like I was in a pressure cooker the whole oh, time. Oh, no, you said of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like every point that you guys <laughs> right. lost, right? Right, right. Crowd would go wild. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, understandably for, so, for everybody but, flying in, I mean, this is like the biggest tournament they've ever been right. to. Right. And then on top of that, I was very accessible. So yeah, anytime Dan and I were playing, like if, if anybody scored a point off of Dan and I, like the crowd was just going wild, wild. <laughs> and it was kind of funny too, cause I, I may have built Dan up a little bit and like gave him some added pressure, but I just told Dan, I'm like, yeah, man, like you're always automatic. Like, right. even though you don't play all that much, like you always bring it. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. <laughs> you don't miss yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, I think just the mixture of maybe me building him up, him not playing at all. I mean, he right, lives in, right. lives in Asia. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then the crowd kind of, you know, building this whole thing up. He was a little tight early on. Right. But uh, once he got dialed, Danny's a stud, man. Does does a lot of things well. But we, we put Dan on the right. Um, and, uh, yeah, Dan's got clubby hands. Yeah, sure. You know, he can drive the, uh, drive the forehand, leans in well, takes a lot of dinks out of the air. Um, and he can fight like there's no tomorrow. I mean, he's got that more spirit, you know? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You so. said, you said they were, they were given, you know, when oh, they, point, they were yeah. puffing the chest out a little. Sure. Yeah. Right? The, uh, a message. I in, love that. So, so I there was that. like, I don't know, 350 players, uh, from all over and the Indians were just, you know, they were just a little aggressive, <laughs> aggressive with their line calls <laughs> <laughs> and very aggressive just with their antics on court. Right, uh, right. you know, saying, come on right at you. Um, we had a, we had a, not a, not a tight match in the quarters, but it was probably one of our tighter, uh, you know, it was a gain of 15 too. So kind of, kind of dicey yeah, yeah, and it was like, it happened, yeah, yeah, six, three, it was kind of stuck at six, three for a little bit. And, uh, uh, yeah, they were fist pumping at Dan and finally Dan had hit like a backhand volley winner and gave him a little fist pump right at him. And I'm, I'm just <laughs> like that too. It seems like you're kind of a cool cat. That's no, 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 I'm you. not gonna, I'm not gonna stoop to that silliness right no i'm 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 definitely like i'm normally pretty pretty even keel but when somebody's giving it yeah yeah for sure it's hard no it's not wanting to give it back to him so i probably would have exactly what dan did i just told dan i'm like hey you know let's just focus on ourselves right right um but uh no dan's such a good guy and talk about a guy who's just a true ambassador i mean he's he's helping grow pickleball in asia and gives back and volunteers his time and uh him and his dad do a do a great job with pickleball trips um it's a bit more activity driven but um yeah, they do trips where, uh, yeah, they go to Thailand, they go to Singapore, they'll go to, they'll go to Brazil, but it's probably like 80% activity to 20% pickleball. Um, but they've kind of built that business up for the last five years. Five, they've been doing years that a while. Do, do a very good job. Yeah. Very uh, successful. A yeah. lot of good reviews, a lot of good feedback. Um, anytime I bring up Dan's name to, to, you know, anybody in the States, like they always have good things to say about him. So, for sure. Um, Dan's about as, uh, as about as good as they come. Did you just, uh, just play doubles? Just ben? play dubs. Okay, yep. Nice. Yep. Just play dubs. So, um, definitely want to go back. So my, my next trip is going to be European open or, uh, sorry, Spain open. That's going to be in July nice. and then going to Bali 
in yeah. uh, <laughs> October. So Meg's very excited. So Meg's going to come to Spain with me. Oh, nice. She's going to come to Bali with me. Oh, sweet. She'll come on the next two. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. And we may actually try to like a, a, um, extend our trip there in Bali. If you can, maybe, you might as maybe well. Maybe do right? like a honeymoon. I mean, some of those photos of like the bungalows on, on the water, I mean, it just looks, looks, like looks paradise, ridiculous. Right? If you can squeeze in a few more days, Silly. you definitely should if you're yeah. going to go that far. Yeah. So I think know? we're going to try to play the tournament and then stay for like a week later. We've we never had our honeymoon and right. she always wanted to go to Bali. So we're like, God, kill two birds one stone here do you gotta yeah, yeah. gotta pay up on a honeymoon right right so take care of the honey Heck yeah back to taking care of the honey okay uh u.s open about to take off today um i own naples i'm gonna win singles i'm gonna win doubles and mixed boom i'm um, gonna gonna get her done um but uh always love going to the u.s open chris and terry uh that run the event do a do a great job uh places rocking and rolling i think there's like 2500 players this year so um, I mean, you know, some of the PPA events, there's anywhere from like, you know, 750 to 1500. Uh, right. So this right. is, this is a Mondo. Upper echelon. Yeah. From how many, standard. how many yeah. freaking courts are there? I think they had 60 last year and I think, I think maybe I've heard built, they've expanded again. Built, built so some, yeah. maybe 70 ish, yeah. somewhere yeah. in that range. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not Indian Wells tennis garden, but championship court is rocking, but it's true. Once you leave championship court, it's just a park. Uh, I mean, let's, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's very true. It is. No, yeah, it's very no, true. Right, right. Not much shade. It's hotter than hell. Uh, if you can win in Naples in April at the U S open, you are one tough son of a gun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So I've only played it once and I played yeah. it last year. Please tell us your shirt story. No. <laughs> you'd always talk about how I many, how many amateur. Shirts, you'd always talk about how many shirts you'd bring <laughs> and you sweat a lot, right? Like you're taking supplements, <laughs> that stuff's just pouring out of you. And, you know, I, I thought I would come and prepared. I think I brought four shirts right. and I, I squeaked out my first two rounds uh, that I won and just <laughs> show up to play Jay in the third round. And I had no dry shirts left. So I had to use the free U.S. Open shirt Stud. for that one and just uh, stay in it the rest of the rest of the tournament. But no, I mean, you were just dripping in warmups, yeah. right? I mean, it's just, it's amazing how humid it is and, uh, you know, fun tournament, but, uh, definitely if you're a West coast person, you've never played, uh, East coast, the humidity changes a lot of factors it's for sure. Survival, of the fittest for sure. It's yeah. more, it's more managing the suffering, I you know, so. managing yeah. the suffering. Uh, I, I feel like it's a little less competition and more so just like internal and trying to like focus on like fi fighting yourself and fighting your gas tank and, yep. and just, using timeouts at the right time. I mean, this is, you know, this is a bit more singles driven, right? But um, yeah, if you can uh, manage singles and win at the US Open and play all day and uh, play in your, you know, play at your highest level in that gold, you know, gold medal match, um, tough thing to do because uh, it's hot, it's humid, it's windy, uh, a lot of conditions. And not only the weather is tough, but, um, you know, championship court, uh, the court, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not slow or fast. It's probably medium, but there's other courts that play different. Like the courts that are right by championship court play fast. Like they haven't been resurfaced and right, I don't know how long. Right. And then there's brand new courts in the back that are very gritty. So you kind of get this mixture of like the conditions are tough and the courts all play, a, a, you know, just a touch different changes matchups. Right? It does. I mean, for fast sure. court versus a gritty court could definitely favor one player or the other, and even within those conditions. You so. know, and then you're using that marshmallow of a Franklin ball and it's huge. Human and the ball is moving like slow and you know moves very slow in the air and defense is enhanced and even though it does help my back end <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it shows kind of the the variety that you have because I put you in the category of obviously you're an elite ball striker but you're an elite mover as well and yeah. I think this doesn't really favor the ball strikers in the same way right. as a West Coast tournament but um, like you said, it, it can hide some weaknesses, yeah, um, sure. definitely extend out the points to where I think if, if you go on court feeling like you're the fitter athlete, it's a big confidence booster to have in the back of your mind, regardless of the score. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember doubles last year playing, um, in the semis playing, uh, Declan, Adam, and just how long the points were. And I mean, like seeing Adam in transition, swinging and turning his <laughs> swing into a block that lands in the kitchen comes to show the ball is so no. stupidly soft. If you're swinging and it turns into a drop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just decelerate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, drop. Uh, and like the transition from defense to offense can take place, I mean, so often. Yep. Throughout the point, you know, it can kind of bounce back and forth. Um, defense is enhanced. It's super physical. It's tough to get it like a, a gain with your dink in. It's really tough to dink aggressively just because the ball doesn't go anywhere right. off the right. 
off the court. Uh, the ball really doesn't come up either. So in singles, like on the return, as you're driving, you got to sit your ass down. For sure. Uh, For sure. Survival of the fittest, baby. It's well, true. like you said, like like with swinging, I mean, you can kind of swing as a defense a little bit more, right? Because it's so hard to put the ball away. You don't really have to block in transition at times if you don't want to. You can kind of swing and take a step back and the ball will still be in front of you. So. Right definitely entertaining to watch it is no it no be, it, for me and just it, my style it's frustrating it, to play right because right. it's always frustrating a little bit at least for me viewing purposes like it's it complicated to put the ball the away it's true but for viewing it creates excitement it creates highlight real tv points. exposure I looks, get it. looks good I get yeah it. you get these like unrealistic looking points <laughs> right point yeah. just 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 keeps going on and on um <laughs> But yeah, so playing with Parento um, should be fun. Nice. Yeah, you guys yeah. haven't played together in a while. Mixed is kind of a toss-up. I'm playing with Parento, Rise back playing with Linz. Okay. Um, Matt and Luce, and then uh, Ben and Simone. So anybody's game. Anybody's, anybody's game. game. Waters are not playing. Waters are bowing out. Don't know the exact reason, but um, yeah. That so. does open up the draw a little bit. It, it definitely she's does. Been, she's been lights out, Anna Lee. She, and, and, and Lee. I mean, oh, honestly, Lee's playing great. Lee's no, playing great. No. Like, I think both are playing I can't great. remember. It was three or four tournaments they've, ago. They've won the last two. You know, they, they lost earlier. They lost in the final. And people are like, well, you know, is is it time for Anna Lee and Lee to, you know, to, to not partner together? Lee's not going anywhere. Lee's a gamer, though. I mean, I don't know her well, but you can tell. She's a gamer. She's a competitor. Yeah. She's very smart. She understands the game really well. And they've really figured it out the last few tournaments. And tough to beat. Yeah, feet. and it's a little chaotic too, you know, like uh, the Anna Lee runs around. I mean, it's kind of like Rye and Lindsay to a certain degree. Like Rye runs around all over. Yep. Lee kind of fills in the spots. Even though, you know, Lee primarily plays on the left, um, like at the baseline, it's just kind of wild. Like they'll drive, 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 throw in a lob, come in, crash. And, 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 uh, and but yeah, it's once they get to the kitchen line, it's uh, push stinks. Yep. Until they can get a ball to work with, yep. speed up, clubby hands. They'll sag off the line, off give the themselves lines. time. But you're right, that it's actually an analogy I never thought of comparing Riley and Anna Lee, <laughs> it is, right? Because <laughs> each of them, maybe their stronger side in certain instances is the backhand. Right. So they can play either side yeah, and Lee's. cover 70%, whether the right or the left. So it uh, provides a lot of formation right. possibilities. Anna Lee plugs the middle well with her two-hander. Yep. Yep, so you can you can mix up the, the tactics a little bit more yeah. than most teams can. Very true. So excited to head out there. I'm flying out today. Going to get some practice in with uh, Share Bear tomorrow morning, Frank after. Um, get four hours of, uh, of some grinding in, and then go get an IV, get a massage, wake up Saturday, play some with Scarpa, do it all over again, <laughs> IV, probably some cryotherapy, and then kick some ass on Sunday. Starting Sunday, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Best get of luck, the, man. Get, get some body, there. get the body tuned. Okay, I'm going to uh, show you guys the new gear that we got printed. I've been telling K-Mac about this gear for I don't know how long. It just it took forever to get it printed. But hats are coming. Don't have any photos of, of the hats yet. Uh, this is this is the sweater. Uh, sweater's comfy. K-Mac, how does it feel, by the it's way? It's comfy, man. I just put it on. I'm about ready to fall asleep. Ooh, I'm trying to stay alert Yeah, here. right. Please. I'm trying to okay? stay alert here I mean, so I don't, <laughs> I don't sack out during the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, don't have a price yet on them. But, uh, yeah, just got it printed. Um, super nice. Got the, uh, got the TM got logo the white. in white and black. Yep, yep. Um, got some shirts as well. Um, we have uh, unisex shirts. We have women's cutoffs. Um, hats are coming. I'm going to show you a photo. I like it. Um, so I have this same design in white as well. Um, so um, actually Gucci, we, we stole this design from uh, Gucci. Gucci kind of has the same look where it's a, it's a Gucci print where the TM is, and it says Gucci all the way around. And uh, this was my wife's idea, but, uh, but it came out, box came out it great. In a little yeah, bit. Box yeah. it up a little bit. No, um, symmetrical. Yeah, just do, do some different designs with that TM look. So, um, uh, yeah, we have, uh, for the hats that are coming out, we'll have uh, podcast hats or podcast logo hats. Um, we'll have the MacGuffin Pickleball Club YouTube logo hats, camp hats, and then just general lifestyle TM hats. So, um, we'll be selling this stuff at PPA events. We'll be selling it at camps. Um, it'll be on my website. And then next year, once we get, um, slamming with festivals and some certification stuff, which I'll talk about later, um, this will all be at those events as well. You can buy them at festivals. You can buy them at camps. You can buy them during the certification workshops, or you can go to the PPA tent and buy the gear as well. So it's going to be all over. Um, 
By the way, something we're going to be doing next year is we're going to be running some festivals, probably like two or three, just kind of get started with. And then little did you know, I'm coming out with the certification. Why the heck not? I, I think uh, I have enough content on YouTube that's pe that people stealing anyhow. So time to capitalize and do it a little different. And um, so, so yeah, I mean, even though there is a PPR and an IPTPA, um, and a PCI, uh, now there's going to be a TMC, if you know what I mean. But, um, well, yeah, I, mean, I think it just makes sense. I mean, how, how often do we, when we go to these camps, <clears throat> meet people that are, that are getting into teaching and they're using the, you know, a lot of the videos and a lot of the drills that we're doing, you know, showing them, uh, in their own teaching. And I've, I've said this in, you know, I don't think, you know, as the curriculum was created, we were coming up with it, at least it wasn't my intent to kind of make it flow so well, but I think it really does. I and mean, when you think about just starting with like differentiating, push dink, lift dink, kind of going from there, all the stuff kind of builds upon itself. So I think right. it's just a natural step right. for it to be a curriculum. I think it would be a great program for somebody to tap into right. and be able to know how to cater that to lower levels mid-levels, higher levels, with really using that same language as how to look at the game. So I think it's a natural step, and I'm excited. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, so we'll have kind of three tiers, like a tier one, a tier two, a tier three. Um, have all the curriculum, have the lesson plans, have the video library, um, and we're going to build a, a very user-friendly website that's up-to-date, that looks super nice. Um, I'm going to add some of the social media marketing insight into it as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely going to, uh, make mine or just pump mine up, um, add some different features, add some more resources. And, um, yeah, so we'll kind of be piggybacking camps with, uh, workshops next year. So yep. let's say if we have a two day camp, uh, the next two days after the camp, we'll have a certification workshop. Yep. Um, tier two and tier three can be taken online <laughs> tier one. If you want it. Got to get your ass to the certification workshop. Um, so super excited about that. Yeah. I'm going to be cranking, cranking out with that. Um, kind of starting now, I have uh, a few people working on the project and I'm editing, editing videos as we speak. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I, super I, exciting. No, it's exciting. And I think, you know, we've talked about this and, you know, others have is you know, pickleball's changed so much in the way it's played at the higher levels over the last few years. Right. And, you know, with some of these certifications that have been around for a really long time, it's just going to be nice to have something that really is made in modern times that can give that modern, modern perspective on things, which I think what people need more than anything. So. Right. And be sure to uh, stay up to date with, you know, lessons and, and drills yep. and, and games and all that fun stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, super exciting. But be looking for that stuff towards the end of the year. Um, we'll try to do three festivals next year, probably one West Coast uh, I mean, one in Phoenix and then one East Coast. Well, Tyson, when you say festival, you want to tell people a little bit about yeah, what, what yeah. That and I'm like? I'm yeah. just taking this idea from anybody else that's that's done it. Right. Honestly, um, you know, it'd be uh, uh, morning workshops where let's say K Max on four courts, K Max teaching push dinks. Uh, I'm on four courts and I'm teaching lift dinks. Uh, Kyle Yates is on four courts. He's teaching the punch volley. Um, you know, Leia's on four courts. She's teaching the drop. Anyhow, uh, festival goers can walk around. Let's say there's, and it's going to be anywhere from like a hundred to 200 people. So, um, festival goers in the mornings, well, it's kind of like clinic based to a certain degree. Yep. We'll kind of yep. walk around to various pros courts, yep. check out their stuff. They can jump in, they can listen, uh, over lunch, lunch will, will be provided. Uh, we'll have uh, food trucks, beer gardens, all that stuff. But during lunch, we'll have pro exhibitions. Yep. Um, I'll have, probably have anywhere from like 10 to 15 headliner pros there. After lunch, we'll do like an hour pro-am or pros playing with the festival people. And then the last three hours, uh, coaches will roam and there's level specific rec play with like 150 people. Yeah. And then at night, taking our shirt off, DJs going, <laughs> dancing, having a go. Oh yeah, come on. Um, getting a solid eight hours of sleep and showing up the next day. But yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be a three-day event. Uh, workshops in the morning, pro-am, lunch, exhibitions, rec play in the afternoon, and then having some nightly fun. I just think having that open structure it's fun. is so Half nice. the price, too. So nice for people. Because, I mean, people know kind of generally where they're, they're solid, and they know where they struggle. So if they hear us talking about dinking, they're like, hey, I've got that. I know the dinking. You know, I know my dinking game. Right. But I really need to learn the drive, or I need to find offense here or there. Right. To be able to choose yeah. which one makes the most sense for you is an advantage even over a standard clinic structure, right? So sure. that with 
lots of level specific play. I know when I first started playing tournaments, I thought I was going to get a ton of rec play in between tournaments. (laughs) I realized like all the people that have been doing it for a while, all the other pros, they wanted to go home and go to sleep. (laughs) And so like I'd get my two matches against pros that I paid for. But other than that, I wasn't getting that much play other than than the tournament play. So this provides the ability to play against a bunch of different styles, you know, as many games as you want, as much as you want, because it's kind of an all day thing where, where you can kind of pick and choose what's, what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, be, be looking for that stuff next year. I'll probably have it posted on my website, um, by this fall. So, um, okay. APP Camden, uh, J dub, all he does is win triple crown winner. Um, there were some new guys that were, uh, showing some life in singles though. Fred Rico, who's a complete stud. He's going to start teaching some camps for me. Argentinian and uh, James Ignacio. I played James at Joey's tournament there in St. Port Lucie. Guy's got some game, even though he never comes in on the return. I did. Really, I did not watch him play in Camden, so wasn't sure if he came in or not. <sighs> yeah, but I, if I you can, I mean, either. credit to you if you can stay back and just spank and slap, and it's a highlight reel, and you can pass off your back foot and do it all day long. Kudos to you. No, for it's sure, a tough thing for to do. Sure. I don't know. I mean, do you think that's I don't know. <laughs> do you think that's doable? It's not scalable. No, it's West not. Coast? I mean, I feel like with as grindy as Florida might be, you know, extending as many points, maybe you can return and stay back, but I feel like Maybe West Coast. It's not the gonna answer. Be, it's going to be a little tougher. And it's easier to defend to a certain degree. I wish oh, I would have yeah. watched the match that right. he beat Zane because I'd be right. curious if he stayed back the right. whole time beating Zane. That right. seems very improbable to me. Maybe he did it once in a while to break the rhythm. Right. But uh, maybe it's yeah. not easier to defend than pass. But at least saving your gas tank, it's you can you can hang on longer. You know, right. and you can right. really hang on to your to your endurance if you if you come in versus just try to stay back the whole time and and, and pass away for sure you know? for sure you have to be able to pass really well on both sides to yeah. think about a play like that uh, even though he is about 18 i'm sure he's got plenty in plenty the in the tank um, <laughs> in the tank. uh and you know um i've taught a camp in, San, in uh, camden south carolina i don't know if kmax ever ever been there but um there there is there is nothing going on there i would nobody could pay me i mean i mean <laughs> nobody could pay me to go back there teach a camp play a tournament i'm not going there's one <laughs> Mexican restaurant that that uh, uh what's his name uh, the Seckle right that, yeah yeah my David, man David Seckle, Seckle yeah. it was so freaking hot it was like I mean I think we were there in late May I was teaching for Level Up this is like back in 2016. And we had like 10 people for our first camp and 12 for our second camp. We did a three-day camp and I was, I was a long six days. I was, I was uh, not happy to be there. Anyhow, we, we tried to play after, after each day. We'd play for 30 minutes, but literally it was so stupidly hot. We would just go to the Mexican restaurant and just start smashing margaritas. <laughs> and that was like the only, days that was the only place in town. They had bomb enchiladas and the margaritas were, were not too shabby. Why, why mess with a good thing, right? Um, go to the same spot. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, anyhow, if you take a look at like the crowd or championship court, um, there was, there was nobody there. I mean, there was, there was Kathy, Kathy Dimitri and Kathy Dimitri had this little chicken thing. What is, what is that called? A little chicken horn. I'm, I'm oh, sure. it was I'm just sure. so, so incredibly loud. She went away from her stick, stick faces. She did. Right. She's got like the chicken blow horn. Uh, had, had, had to add a little more. The stick faces weren't doing it. She needed a rattle. Really get the, she get the did, crowd going. But um, <laughs> um, anyhow, I mean, the the coverage looked looked great. Um, you know, Boxcar always does a great job. Um, yep. And like the venue is nice. It's a it's a public facility that looks like a private tennis facility, honestly. So um, just the town itself just sucks. Um, but uh, anyhow, championship court looked nice. Uh, J-Dub won all three events. Scarpa and Greg Doe uh, took a bronze. My man, Scarpa. Yeah, Scarpa came and, and trained with you yeah, a couple months did. back. Yeah, he yeah. did. And Scarpa was a brand new man after. It's yeah, kind of yeah. funny. He came and uh, he, he really didn't have any big wins under his belt. Right. And uh, not give myself credit here but he came for like a week and we played i don't know how many freaking games so we played a shit ton of games a half court skinny and uh singles and he had a tournament that weekend and ends up like yeah beating cherry first That's round and beat say, a few yeah. other guys and he's, he's got some game man uh technically it's a little uh you know unorthodox but sure. uh gets the job done fights well got good hands um and uh his buddy greg too played the right scarpa plays the left greg's a big guy greg's also got some clubby hands but uh yeah they ended up beating gridley and stone gridley and stone i think was the best win that i yep. saw and they beat him really handily it was really surprising it was like three and four three Is and it first three. round uh, i think it was second or third yeah. but uh you know i'm not 
little surprised that they won. Very surprised that it was the scoreline that it was. Right. Um, and I think they they got a couple of nice wins in the in the back draw as well to, yeah. to seal off the seal off the bronze. So, congrats to them. It's always fun seeing new names yeah, for make sure. the podium. I mean, right. it's, it's a very challenging thing to do with yeah. the kind of elite top ten pros or so being established. Been doing it for a while, and especially doubles too because. You know, you have to, it's not just yourself, right? So you've got to find another partner that you can get that can hang with you and battle with you and stay mentally sharp all day. So congrats to them. Okay, so um, looking at the results here. So yeah, Anne played Georgia in the winner's bracket final, beat her in three, 11-7 in the third. And then a gal named Rachel James. um, Nice to see see some new people in there. Rachel James ended up, um, let's see here. She ended up. Yeah, she lost first round to Georgia. Crazy scoreline. Georgia won 13-11, 6-11, 11-7. Okay, so uh, but Rachel dropped down. Uh, backdraw Slayer beat everybody in the backdraw. And then, um, uh, and then yeah, actually beat Georgia in the bronze 5-7. and seven, okay. And then gave uh, uh, gave Bright a good uh, match in the uh, final final. It was 6-11, 11-4, 11-3. So, um, Definitely a name to keep looking for then. It's yeah, the first time I've, I've seen the name. So seems it might like be first tournament. For sure. And it seems like the young generation that's seeping through usually seeps through singles first, you know. Um, Especially but, if you come from tennis. Yeah. Right? yeah There's a know, lot of similarities. Right. Movement is such an important factor if you're in good shape. Yeah. That's a big part of it. E- even though I have lost to Bright this year and mixed already. Um, <laughs> well, she's kind of an anomaly, no, right? she because is. She is. Not a lot of people can make a, almost an equal breakthrough true. in singles and doubles yep. right away. So she's kind of a rare, yep. kind of a special talent yep. for sure. Um, and then women's pro dubs, uh, Anne Bright and Bobby Oshiri ended up beating Esquivel and Franco, Regina Franco Goldberg. Uh huh. Nice and, to see her. Yeah, back I mean, playing some tournaments. Back from having her, uh, yeah, back from having, having her baby. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyhow, um, yeah, I, I was just watching some of the live stream, and and uh, I think Catalino or uh, uh, Lauren McLaughlin was just talking about how there just wasn't a whole lot of people there. So, super nice venue, right. um, great Mexican joint, uh, just not a great place to host a tournament. So, if you do go there, there's at least one good spot to eat. You heard it from Tyson. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we're going to jump into Boiler Room here. Right, let's do it. Uh, this is sponsored by Selkirk TV and my man Cooper for putting together this clip. So, appreciate that, man. Okay, so we got our got a female match going on here. Pickle Ranchers and the Chimeras. Oh, loving the, the, lob. the pregnant lob. lady, yeah. huh? Uh, smart. I've, I've done the exact yeah. same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm a victim. There's no friends anymore <laughs> once you start keeping score. Right? Look at that overhead, huh? Look at that overhead. Talk about some angle, baby. Pronation. I call, call that a big girl overhead. And, oi! Find that short angle. Yeah, let's see here. Okay. Annalise Servin. Oh, we got Lee. Uh-huh. Mom versus daughter. Drops to Lindsay. Drops to kind of Lindsay. puts it right back in front of You know what? Lee. You know what I love is is how how relaxed is this little walking third. I mean, she almost <laughs> walks through her third, very methodical, pops the lob. Yeah, I don't mind the lob play for me. I'm just not a huge fan. I and mean, obviously it still worked out. Not a huge fan of doing it like your first shot, right when you get to the kitchen line. <laughs> I feel like make your opponents feel a little pressure, put a couple dinks in, right. then maybe throw it in. Either way, it worked out for me. Yeah, but. yeah. Okay, uh, looks like she's going for that left shoulder. Um, Lens was off her back foot, pushed him back, drive in transition. She dumps one, gets in. Like how Lee's being aggressive there, yep, as she yep. should, make him feel pressure, and then boom. Yeah, Lindsay just floated that block a little higher, definitely higher than she normally would, and Lee putting it away with the with the short angle there. Lee was a shining star. Yes, she was. This was at MLP. And any time that we run some boiler, boiler room breakdown, and it's over MLP, it's usually all about the Lee show. It is. That where he was the Lee show. It, right? was. it was so entertaining okay. to watch her. We're just here to watch and uh, talk about great how player, good fun, she played. Fun personality too. No, for sure, for sure. Mom on, mom on daughter here. Not very often they play against each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna slow this down. 
Okay, put the return. Hang on real quick. Where does that return? I mean, I kid you not. What percentage of returns goes to that righty's inside foot, huh? For sure. For right. sure. Okay. It just so, kind of dares the other person maybe come over a little too far. Not saying that Lee did. I like the drive choice here. Create that wall together. They can get up. Yeah. Drive drop combo. Use that here. drive drop combo. Looks to get in. Lee's being aggressive. Look at this. And that's a little what? cobra action. That's Cobra and try to poke it line. Yeah, I mean that's that part, part of the, the Newman's grip, right? Yeah, right. Being a little bit more extreme. They'll maybe come up with those, but uh, yeah, that's the old. certainly an unconventional. Yeah. That's <laughs> unconventional that's taking a forehand at eleven o'clock. It is. <laughs> it is. Finding a forehand on that left ear, or it looks if funky. At times, it can get the job done, though. <laughs> yeah, scramble, dump one. She's probably got one of the best uh, dumps in transition in the game, if you know what I mean. So Annalie and Lee are in control here, rolling. A little unlucky, maybe that, that hits the tape. Let's see if they're able to neutralize off this one here. Like how Lens doesn't rush though, buys herself time, yep, yep. gets in, sags back a little bit. Annalie's. Um, Honoring line here, yes. it looks like. And everybody's moving the ball around nicely. We could have taken that out of the air, but no, no matter. She's still neutralizing. Keep, keep her daughter honest. Yeah. A little reset. Move it around. Yeah, nobody's being isolated here. Everybody's getting some touches. They're just going with the, the smarter, higher percentage uh, dink location most of the time. Here. Slight little pop-up by Lindsay, but they're able to get back and neutralize. See a lot of this with the Franklin ball. Yeah. Um, a lot of transition from defense to offense and offense to defense. Something I want to just touch on real quick was uh, Lee put a bit more sting on this dink. And as you can see, it's a little deeper in the kitchen. Uh, this one right here. So Lee puts a bit more stick on this dink. Knifes it a bit more, usually as she does with that lefty slice as she's on the right. Um, but got a bit more on it, forces Lens to kind of pop this ball up. Annalise sits middle. Um, something to think about when your opponent's dinking aggressively cross court. Kyle and I were talking about this this morning in mixed. When your opponent, like if Lauren's dinking aggressively cross court, I'm actually going to slide middle and maybe uh, uh, look to poach or just... Uh, expect that my opponent is going to pop that ball up a little bit off of that aggressive dink. So as we see here, um, as we see Lee hits that aggressive dink, pops it up, and Lee's sitting middle. middle yeah. Yep, yeah, very good. So if your opponent's uh, dinking aggressively, usually you're, a, or if your partner's dinking aggressively, usually your opponent's not going to speed up line. So you can kind of give up line, pinch more middle, and maybe expect they're going to pop the ball up. Can we just show that, that yep, point yep, finish yep, with Lee's, yep. Lee's shot here? Yeah, I think this is a Kind of a teachable moment at the end of the point. Uh, we'll just kind of watch this through. But when Lee uh, finishes her last shot, she's looking to poach. I like the instinct, but when you feel your shoulder and your paddle, when you're moving laterally, when you feel it dipping and getting well below the net, you want to have that seed planted in the back of your mind to at least be willing to change your shot and maybe soften it up. So good instinct, but I think she would tell you that the final poach is Probably the wrong one to continue to pull the trigger. Start here, and she tries going, to over. But it's just it's she's dipping down. Right, very right. tough to stay aggressive when they do get that ball down on the yeah. very last shot. And something we talk about is you know obviously if you're going to speed up, you should look to clean up your mess. Or if you're going to start, you should stay. But uh, if it's in front of you, that logic makes sense. But if it's away from you, or if it's pulling away from you, or if you're on the stretch, it does not make sense to stay with your initial speed. Um, let Lindsay play. Look at look at Annalie here. She's got the little step in, uh huh. Little little fake. Uh, she's just, just double daring them the to middle. go cross court. Come on. And what Come that on. does is it allows the ball. Lee to play mostly forehands from that side because Annalie can can come right over and just take so much court. Yeah. So it enhances her partner's natural strength. Being aggressive here. Yeah. Come okay. on, mom. Keep her mom. honest, okay? Can't cover that much core. Mom, Timeout. Mom says, I've Time seen that before. <laughs> I know where you're vulnerable. Um, but talk about Anna Lee being aggressive with that fourth, really taking over the middle, uh, making the court look at, you know, making the court look small. Um, and you know, obviously they're they're trying to isolate Lee here, but yeah, kept her honest. And uh, I 
something that we talk about during camps is, you know, if somebody's being aggressive with their fourth and their sixth and their eighth, look to be aggressive back and make them second guess being aggressive. Or if they are being aggressive, um, the other person can maybe like uh, uh, come in a bit more and then look to poach off of that as we yeah. see Lee did that there, okay? You can't just let them dictate and not give them pressure. If, if they're giving you pressure, look to apply some back. And so as Lee does here, Lee's kind of creeping in, creeping in, buying herself some time, buying herself some time. I'm gonna keep you honest, you know what I mean? Uh, and that will make Anna Lee second guess coming over that far. Yeah, no, for sure. She's gonna start to take a little pace off of her shots. Yeah, yep. You know, try to roll it at the feet a little bit more rather than just power it through. Just again, once in a while, being willing to show offense there changes the course of the match when yeah. you're willing to do that. So if you're getting bullied in transition, look to uh, bully back to a certain degree, either by, by poaching and coming in or just making them feel pressure, whether that's swinging or that is poaching. Um, number four here, getting bullied in transition. It's not fun getting bullied in transition. God, I hate sounds, that. Sounds like a future video huh? in the works here. <laughs> getting bullied in transition. We gotta, we gotta make a video on that. <laughs> Drop. Nice little touch. Uh-huh. Oh, I like it. Oh, Keep oh. them honest again. Come on. Stay it's away funny. from it's that two-hander. It's, a, it's that away. same format too. No, for sure. Yeah, let's watch that again. It's a lot tougher. If she didn't have a two-handed backhand, that's a very tough shot kind of pulling that around yeah. and going back behind. But one of the advantages of the two-hander, you can use that left hand to open up a little bit of an easier angle cross court. Right. And and something to think about too here is that, you know, it seems like a good majority of their drops and of their effort or uh, their placement in general is trying to go towards Lee's inside foot. I mean, uh, if I'm playing Ben and Ben's playing that much court in mixed or men's, like we're gonna drive line or we're gonna drop line, but maybe keep them honest on the first and then get in off of that right. uh, versus just try to isolate Lee, you know? Oh, I wanna see if Lee did her usual. <laughs> if it was legal or not. <laughs> okay, check. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She walks around. Uh, I, it's all good. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Oh, yeah, that a girl. Tiptoe around. <laughs> tough call to make. I wouldn't want to be a referee, no. honestly. I mean, I talk about somebody in a bad position at all times. And, and I mean, true ambassadors of the sport don't get paid all that much. No, I mean, they're basically sure. volunteering their time with how much effort and time they, you know, put in. They have to get the business from people like us when we're having a crabby day. No, it's I mean, true. It's true. They don't, um, they don't get enough credit. Honestly, they, do. they don't get enough credit at all. Number six. Uh, got that same return inside foot. <clears throat> yeah, like Lindsay's being a, oh, look at that. Oh my gosh, what was that? Angle block winner. You don't see that very often. Stop um, it. Stop it. Uh, looks like Lynn's maybe a little I fed like, up here. I like her first speed up. This Aggressive. one, this one may have not fully been there, and that's pretty unconventional for Lindsay's style. It's most called of the, time the too. three o'clock block. Yeah. Huh? The, the, <laughs> it's hard, sharp block angle winner. Let's watch that again. I did not have this shot in Talk my Talk about game. caressing the outside edge of the ball or, or finding that three o'clock placement. Oh, it shows kind of some of the raw paddle racket ability that Lee yeah, has right no, there. You know, no. that's a. That's a tough shot to yeah, pull she's off not, and she's make not, it look easy. Not gonna beat you with a lot of punching, but she will craft her way out of she it. She can carve carve with the best of them. Uh-huh. Okay, AJ, left hand on the left hip. Why not? Look at that uh, Why knife. not? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, drive, drive there. reset. Dump one. Finally get one down, they're up. Yeah, AJ's transition work this is usually is pretty mild. If there ever was one. Tough for Riley was, to even get was there. Was a knife. Good defense by Kyle, and just yeah. the knife got him ahead. Kyle's defense kept him ahead, and then yeah, got the sure. pop up. I, I, I think too. I think Andre was kind of second guessing driving in transition, as we see here. That gets one down. Plant the left hip on, or plant the left hand on so the, that on the left hip. That gets him to neutral. Yeah. This yeah. really takes Balance. him ahead. Uh, Yates is there, dumps one, comes in to close, but uh, I just don't think he was quite ready there. Yeah, I don't know if Andre 
he probably, in hindsight, after his first block, he's fallen off. It was okay, but he didn't have to rush into no, the kitchen no. line right there, especially with that ball, right, where right. defense is enhanced. Right. He probably could have just filled in on his side, stayed a little bit more in transition, would have had a better chance at dealing with uh, AJ's aggression on that last Two. one. So. K-Mac, what's something we always say at camps? You have more time than you. More time than you think. Don't need right? to rush in transition. Even at the highest level, right. it's it, that's that, that idea still kind of creeps up that you have to rush in transition. Right. Um Good defense is good offense. You don't have to rush and transition. Take your sweet time. Get one down. Force them to have to deal with the ball in red, and then get your ass in. That's why it's so important to just work on your game in transition because when you can be more confident there, it slows the game down. Does, your decision-making uh, is so much takes better. Takes the monkey it, off your back on can, your third. It can enhance so many other areas of your game just building confidence in it's the true. transition zone. No, that's a very good point. Um, you know, takes pressure off your. I mean, tell the viewers here what you used to do with your third. You didn't. You didn't trust your transition. Yeah, part. when I moved here to Spokane, I would linear. Say, <laughs> I, I always had a pretty good drop, right? right. So uh, I would try to go from pretty good to perfect, <laughs> and then run in and crash immediately after off my ball. And so, you know, I would end up missing a lot more thirds because I'm trying to almost win the point or set up a winning shot on the third every time, and just getting a little bit of confidence in transition. I stopped missing nearly as many thirds. I could add more shape and yeah. I just eventually get there. And then even my game now is I'm, I'm realizing I still can take even more time and, and, and look for moments to find offense in transition right. at the right time. So uh, developing a well-rounded, good balance of both defense and calculated offense, calculated swings in transition. I think, again, it just it enhances everything else that you probably do well. Sends a message too, and uh, puts a lot of pressure on your opponents if they if you're taking your sweet time and you yeah. have that like methodical look as you're in transition. Um, so um, know that you can defend when you have time. Take your sweet time. You have more time than you think. Um, K Mac, any last uh, thoughts here or notes for the? For no, the I'm viewers. Just, I'm just gonna wish you good luck at the U.S. Open, man. I know Thank you're you, taking buddy. off in a little bit here. Um, got quite a few events, and you've traditionally. It's Done been like well. a home away from home, so yeah, I'm, sure. I'm going to be full Thank you, geek, Thank geek, you, brother. Mode, geek mode at home watching oh, yeah. the live, live stream. stream and uh, kick some butt, man. Rooting cool. for you. Cool. Uh, appreciate all you guys out there. Um, tune in with us. Episode 37. Episode 36 will be blasted out here very soon. Um, do know that we're going to have a new setup for episode 37. We will not have this $10 table anymore. Sorry, Costco. We've, we've been right. getting a lot of, <laughs> lot of feedback, a lot of negative feedback off of this table. What are these trolls doing? They I don't mean, like the table? Come on. Who's Neil? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, my name is Tyson McGuffin. This is the McGuffin Show. Love you guys. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, turn those notifications on, and we'll see you in episode 37. See you guys. Who's Neil? Who's Neil?